Today's podcast is brought to you by the Curtain Jerks Podcast, the funniest wrestling podcast on the internet, full of sketches, improv comedy, and interviews with real WWE impact and other wrestlers. To check out their stuff, go to soundcloud.com slash curtain jerks. Make sure to leave comments. Enjoy. Hey everybody, you're looking at the sports sports podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. Something feels amiss. Something does feel amiss. Oh, you know what it is? What's that? No Jordan. Oh, I completely didn't think That's about right. that because he wasn't here. Jordan is not here. So you probably noticed that we didn't have an episode last week. Yes. Uh, and here's why. Okay. Our complex system of microphones crashed. Mm. Completely, oh, no. Completely crashed. And we were... We were Neck deep in technical issues, getting us back up and running. Oh, we almost drowned in technical issues. We, that would have been bad. We almost did. Uh, but so here's the thing is, uh, in the meantime, uh, Jordan is going to have to take a bit of a hiatus for the show. For, what? For, yes. For for uh, a couple of months. He might be able to pop back in here and there, but Jordan is is committed himself to repairing our system of microphones. Joel, why don't you take the hiatus? Nope, nope. Because uh, now I'm stuck in a room with you. Phil, we talked about this. We yeah. decided that Jordan, and given his passion for for the project... Yeah, he does he love does the series love of microphones. the series of microphones that yeah. we have. So we, we had to insist that, uh, that Jordan be the one that goes. That sounds plausible. I, mean, I, I suggested myself, and Jordan was like, no... I want it to be me because I want to make sure that the series of microphones is functioning. Poor well. decision on Jordan's part. It 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 arguably could be. There's but no glory in going in tech in tech repair no, in IT. There's no glory in IT. You know what? There is a certain simple humble glory to it. Ugh, is, maybe, is this about only baseball again? No. Simple and humble glory. Yeah. It, no, but he, he's he's a man who respects his craft, and there's few things that it's like excites Jordan more than the series of microphones. So you're saying so. that he fell down a glory hole. Where he can exist in a hole of glory. That's uh, a weird way of phrasing it, but yes. Why don't we I say buy that? it. Jordan is manning the glory hole. There we go. And that's why he can't be in the podcast today. Well, good for him. Someone needed to man that glory hole. And Jordan, and Jordan jo- is drew the, the long straw. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> he is taking care of business outside that glory hole. Yeah. He is... He is, he is seizing on to the 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 issue at hand well we miss you jordan we miss yeah, you already we, we absolutely do uh you know and hopefully he'll he'll be back soon let's hope yep but for the time being uh it's just gonna be you and i all right well all right. let's see if this can hold together yeah. tim tebow update watch update tim tebow update watch update brought to you by mentos feel the rush in your mouth the fresh maker that went about as the same as it usually it does. Yeah. <laughs> about the same. Philadelphia Eagles opted to sign Tim Tebow over Tyrod Taylor. Subheadline: Philly fans likely to respond in mature, reasonable fashion about this. Well, that's nice of them. They're no longer Philly fanatics. <laughs> Haha, <laughs> I know sports references. Yep. Uh, so on Monday, Ian Rappaport, Rappaport. Uh, Rappaport of NFL.com tweeted uh, that the Philadelphia Eagles... Uh, could have signed Tyrod Taylor. And in fact, hmm. Tyrod Taylor, who's currently the starting quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, wanted the Philadelphia Eagles to sign him because of the offense that they ran. 
and the Eagles opted not to. Wow, that sounds like a great sports story that Jordan would have a lot to say about, but it I do would. not because I'm a sports outsider. Absolutely, but but here's the interesting, Phil, thing. I, I did mention to you that Tyrod Taylor's starting quarterback for the Buffalo Bills now, right? And he's got two first names in his first name. Yeah, absolutely, that yeah. he does. So, so here's the weird thing about them opting not to go with Tyrod Taylor when oh, they were yeah. signing people uh, is that they did sign Tim Tebow. Oh. Noted SEC college football analyst Tim Tebow. Okay. You know, and if you're a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles, we're currently one and three uh, with a terrible offense that's doing very poorly, and knowing that Tim Tebow was cut from the team before the start of regular season, it might be hard not to notice that Tyrod Taylor is out there doing pretty well. No. In fact, he's thrown for 988 yards in four games with eight touchdowns, four interceptions, a 71.7% completion interception completion percentage uh yeah. that's good for a qb rating of 104.4 do you know what you sound like to me what's point is yep eagles opted not to sign this player who's good sure not that good but still good okay went with other players who are not as good Ooh. and did opt to sign tim tebow who was so not good that they knew it ahead of time and cut him and opted to go with the other not good players. Here, So here's the headline. The Eagles have landed in a pile of shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll, I'll check with you with the headlines next time because you're okay. right. That's that's much better than what we had. Yeah. Uh, so Tim Tebow on Monday Instagrammed a marvelous, adorable photo of him with his nieces singing. A photo Aww. of him singing? Yeah. But he's doing that. That's again. not the right medium for song. Right. Uh, SoundCloud that shit. Sorry. Sorry. Video. Oh, Instagram okay. does video too. Apparently, these yeah. are not things that I know because of my phone. No, your phone is very old. It your is phone's old. like, watch with the pictures. I used to do it with Polaroids. <laughs> Moving pictures, my God! What are we gonna have next, kids? Dating? Now, uh, this is particularly interesting, Phil. Yeah, because there's an ongoing story about how Chip Kelly, the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, yeah, is racist. Oh. Yeah. That's not good. I thought right. we were in a post-racial society, but apparently what you're saying, is that not, yeah. that not true? And, and again, if there was any one job that would be difficult to hold down as a racist, you would sure. think NFL head coach would be near the top of that list. Yeah. Uh, humans right defender would be one. <laughs> yeah. That would be probably near the yeah, top. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, president of the NCAA and AACP. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Uh, Both bad. Yeah. Both, both bad, but, yeah. but NFL coach, I would say at least upper quartile. In oh, jobs sure. that you would think racists would not be able to get along in uh, because most of the most talented football players are, in fact, black. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So this really sort of throws a fuel in the fire for that one because uh, Tyrod Taylor, uh, the, the, the typical, you know, pseudo-racist meritocracy argument that you see trotted out in these situations. Sure. Not applicable here because Tip Tebow, bad. Uh, yeah. known known bad quarterback Tyrod Taylor had some success as the backup in Baltimore uh and they went with Tim Tebow boo <laughs> right yes, absolutely boo. so questions arise we'll keep monitoring this story is Chip Kelly a racist and and for now uh you know quick check-in I'm gonna go ahead and say yes if it was a one through ten ten being the most racist and one being Phil Ranta uh <laughs> I would give him a seven yeah uh you know with what a bullet I'm going to go eight. Oh, there we go. Again, could have had Tyrod Taylor, current starting NFL quarterback, went with Tim Tebow. 
bench sitting you chump. You know why? It sells the tickets. <laughs> People want to see Tebow. And Sell had the they tickets. carried Tebow onto the roster into the regular season, I feel like you'd have a point. But they did not. They cut him. Ugh. Cut him from the team. Well, he should be ashamed of himself. Tim Tebow? Well, all of them. Chip Kelly? Yeah. All of them. They play all a game for a living. Why, they should all be ashamed of themselves. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Mentos, the fresh wheel of your mouth, maker. Oh, that was an interesting one. Yeah. It's almost like someone started chopping a hot poker up the ass of the guy who was saying that. You know what? That's the secret to the enthusiasm <laughs> of the drop guy. Yeah. Because that's what he likes. Yeah. So what do we have on the show this week, Joel? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, firstly, we have on uh, Billy Bob. Oh. Our fantasy analyst. He's that in here guy's to do... the worst. Hey, Phil, could you please? Well, be... we just had him at the Lost episode. We we did, but he's back here. He's going to do the Stardom Sidem segment that he was going to do on that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so he's gonna he, he's he's assured me that he understands the critiques in the past, and that he's going to really stick to actionable fantasy Good, advice. Because in the past, he was thinking Dungeons and Dragons fantasy when he should have been thinking about fantasy football right if we had to come up with some sort of thematic through line for billy bob's appearances which the fans do yep that would be it yeah so he, he's on here he again assures us he's he's got a structured stardom situm format to this great great he's gonna give us actionable fantasy well advice. i'll give him the benefit of the doubt until he pisses me off all right well see see if you can keep it together okay i'll try we also have a uh, billionaire tech startup mogul matt spigman back uh, i don't like him Oh, come on. We both have people that each other doesn't like. I know, right? Yeah. Nat Spigman, he noticed all the success with DraftKings mm -hmm. and uh, the other one. FanDuel. FanDuel. Yep. And he's like, hey, I want to get, get cut in on that action. So he's going to tell us what his startup concept is. Okay. Well, I mean, those have been in the news lately for, for FanDuel, I believe, had... Uh, Believed impropriety. One of their employees won $350,000. Something must have, be up there. Could have had access to, to information that, that, uh, that other people, you know, that, that, that the other fans didn't have. Well, Nats so. Bigman is a very dishonest guy, so we'll yep. see what he thinks about that. We'll insist that he's not, but deep down we know that he is. Yeah. Uh, and then other than that, let's see. Uh, do we have any other segments? That we yeah, we got America's shows? Favorite segment. You think about it really hard. Oh, God. Uh, are you talking about... Oh, news, news, news. No. We do have news, we news, We do, news. but oh. we've got America's uh, Favorite wait. segment. Are we bringing on Tubby Tom Travers? I don't no, think it's golf No, that's not America's right Favorite oh. segment. What is America's Favorite segment? Oh, um... People are getting impatient, Joel. No, is it uh, Mike Mike Trout? Is no, the show? He, I mean it's a segment people love, but we don't have yeah, Mike is Trout. It, is it we... is it our new uh, our new Olympic theme? We board? have a wide world of weird sport. You're goddamn oh, right, we do. That's America's favorite segment. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. All right, and here's news, news, news. <laughs> news, news, news on the Sports 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 Podcast with Jordan and Phil. <laughs> News, news, news. It's hard not to take that personally. J Jordan's not here. Oh, shit. The drop guy <laughs> fucked that up. Joel is here. Whoever the drop guy is really fucked that up. Yeah, he's probably going to get punched right in the face. No, it was wishful thinking on the drop guy's part. So, ah! You know, uh, it's... it's All right. <laughs> Don't be hurt. Come on. CC Sabathia checks into rehab for alcohol addiction prior to playoff game. He should have said no, no, no. Says Yankees fans, oh, no, don't do that. That doesn't sound like Yankees fans. They'd be like, oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> they're not 
They're not ridiculous Italian caricatures anymore. Okay, so. I know that was a- all those Yankees fans moved to New. I guess they're still Yankees fans, but they moved to New Jersey. Yeah, there's still everybody who yeah. lives everywhere is a Yankees fan. Uh, so on Monday it was announced that New York uh, Yankees pitcher CC Sabathia and former uh, Cy Young Award winner uh, would be checking himself into rehab for alcohol abuse. Ah, uh, you shouldn't do that. Today, I am checking myself into an alcohol rehabilita- rehabilitation center to receive the professional care and assistance needed to treat my disease, Sabathia said in a statement. Well, you know what? I'm proud of CC for that. <laughs> it was, it's good to no longer be addicted think, to I alcohol. Think we're all proud. Well, let's hold out. He okay. may remain addicted to alcohol, but if the, let's hope the rehab. Oh, takes. yeah. That's a dragon that lives on your back forever. <laughs> a dragon that lives on your back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so where did this problem come from? Alcohol. Right. But if alcohol wasn't invented, wouldn't have the problem. Turns out CeCe has been having some, uh, some drinking problems, uh, and even some drinks at the stadium for some time now. Woof. Uh, an ESPN report, uh, indicated that there was, uh, some signs prior to him checking into rehab that he might've had a problem. Okay. Says the report. Name one. After the Yankees game with the Baltimore Orioles was rained out on Friday afternoon, Sabathia was seen by reporters walking unsteadily as he left the Yankees clubhouse. The normally affable fit pitcher also failed to respond to the greetings of reporters who have known him for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that before when I've been drunk and then I'm forced to talk to somebody. I'm just like, oh, that's so yeah. true. I can't But do some it. people get more affable when drunk. Right. I feel like freq- until I get to the point where I'm sleepy, I think I'm more affable. No, you're just more talkative. There's a difference. <laughs> it's true. Frequently, it's it's angry shout talking. Right. Yeah. Uh, continuing, a short time later, an onlooker noticed Sabathia offering a paper cup containing a brown liquid to a teammate who was finishing up a workout, urging the teammate to take a sip. Oh, you know what that is? That's urine when you haven't been drinking enough water. <laughs> That's what it was. Brown? Is your urine brown, Phil? Uh, let's move on with the segment, Joel. You should get that checked out. Uh, the teammate refused, saying he still had some running to do. Sabathia was then ushered out of the building and into a waiting cab by a third teammate. Really? So he was just like, drink it! Drink this drink! Yes. Uh, the scene came the day after a raucous clubhouse celebration at Yankee Stadium, where the Yankees toasted their clinching off a playoff spot with a win over the Boston Red Sox. A clip of a post-game TV interview with backup kicked John Ryan Murphy exclaiming, I think everybody is on the same page, and the page is drinking. Sure. Right. Uh, here's the thing. It's a good page. You gotta as long feel, as you can handle that page. Right? Exactly. But you got to feel for Murphy a little bit. Uh, you know, that probably seemed like a perfectly reasonable thing to say at the time. Sure. But when, you're, uh, when your teammate starts offering people drinks at the stadium the next day and checks into rehab uh, soon after that, you're going to start to feel like a real dick. Yeah. You know what? It's on him. Yeah. He, right? you're, you're, he, an enabler is also bad. There should be an a, a enabler rehab. <laughs> We're just like, hey, stop offering people drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Wouldn't, that's a good idea. Yeah, and stop letting people get away with it. Yeah. Put your foot down and be like, you have a problem. You'd I've seen enough Lifetime problem. movies. I know. You have a problem. <laughs> so they do in Lifetime So interventions go. Yeah. I've never, I've never had And then an usually somebody throws a vase and it breaks against the wall. Usually the person being intervened with. Yeah. 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 I think that, that is how it goes. But here's the thing, Phil. Okay. So a baseball player who was an alcoholic. Yep. This is not news, right? No. No, not at all. 
Here's why it's news, Phil. Okay. Generally speaking, baseball players are always alcoholics. Sure. But they save their rehab for the end of the season. Oh, that's right? a good point. And, and maybe, maybe if the team is you know spiraling down the drain and losing, you might go ahead and check out a little bit early sure. before the end of the season because who cares? The Yankees, however, qualified for a playoff spot. Good. So the Yankees had a playoff game yesterday, and CC Sabathia, uh, you know, at least nominally considered, you know, one of their star players was not with the team. That's sad. He should he should stick it out. Well, it's a tough one. Yeah. He should get help, but also... So, okay, so CC Sabathia said, I love baseball and I love my teammates like brothers, and I am also fully aware that I'm leaving at a time when all, we should all be coming together for one last push towards the World Series. It hurts me deeply to do this now, but I owe it to myself and to my family to get myself right. I want to take control of my disease, and I want to be a better man, father, and player. You know what it takes to be a good player? Play! Play the <laughs> yeah. game! Ar- arguably, he did take a step back as a player in order to advance the other two. Right. It's yeah. kind of like in uh, in video games when you when it's a role-playing game and then you gain a level and you get to choose like what elements you upgrade yeah. at the end of it. It's like he just let the... He took away from the player part to add, add to the father to the and father husband. part. Yeah, Which, exactly. Great. All really happy for CC Sabathia at this moment, but but here's the thing: CC Sabathia used to be really good. Okay? Sure. Then he started to be really bad. Well, like probably really, drinking. Really bad. Uh, and this puts uh, Yankees GM Brian Cashman in a sort of awkward position. Uh, so he could say something like, "Gee, uh, it's not like our worst starting pitcher was ever going to see the mound in a postseason game." Ooh. Right, because typically they don't. Yeah. But. Here's the thing. In doing that, he would probably also have to admit that signing said worst pitcher to an eight-year, $182 million deal <laughs> in 2008, like Brian Cashman did, was something of a colossal mistake. Oh, man. Mm, yeah. So uh, so Cashman did wind up with this uh, butte of a statement. CC has demonstrated a great deal of courage in trying to tackle this problem. Time and place have no bearing. There is something here that needs to be taken care of, and I applaud him. What CC is dealing with is a life issue. It is bigger than the game Tuesday night. Okay, good. I mean, yeah. But again, easy to say when you're describing your worst starting pitcher. Right. If it was his best starting pitcher, he'd be like, hey, the game comes first, y'all. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe if it was Masahiro Tanaka, who's 12 wins and 3.51 ERA, help carry the Yankees to their uh, AL East uh, victory. Exactly what I wasn't thinking. Right, exactly. Uh, rookie phenom Luis Severino. I don't think he would have wanted to go without him. Hey, Severino. Uh, even uh, star reliever Dylan Batances, who must have an alcohol problem because his name is too damn cool not to. Yeah, right? he's got Batances in his pantses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, uh, none of these people missed the game. In fact, it was CC Sabathia. Well, you know why they didn't miss the game? No alcohol problems there. Yeah. That said, moot point, Yankees went down 3-0 on Tuesday night. So unless CC Sabathia could step in and hit a baseball, uh, as the rest of the Yankees lineup was largely incapable of doing, uh, I don't think he was going to help him out much. Well, you know what? He's helping the Yankees exactly as much as I'm helping the Yankees. <laughs> that is true. You should see if you can get paid as much by the Yankees as uh, as he did. Ah, I, I take a little bit more than that, Joel. Uh, $27 million? I'll have to sit through baseball games? <laughs> no thanks. <laughs>
Joining us on the podcast is our resident fantasy expert, Billy Bob. Billy Bob, how you doing? Hey there, how's it going, Phil? Uh, it's going good. Now, uh, before we start this segment, uh, I just want to say that the last couple times you kind of missed the point. Yeah, uh, all right. You know what? Uh, I have gone back, I have listened to him, and you know what? I think I completely realize what's going on you here. You sounded right. pretty ridiculous. You had me on here to talk about fantasy sports. Yes. And I maybe delved into other aspects of the broader fantasy world. Yeah, the fantasy genre. Sports as well as the genre. Yeah. And, and that's like, I consider myself like a general fantasy expert. Which some people found marginally funny, but nobody appreciated <laughs> sure, who sure. wanted to hear about that, fantasy sports. You know sports. what? This is is a serious sports show. Yeah. You have all those great celebrity sports people on yeah. to clear the air about sure. all their, their misgivings. Lots of air clearing. Lots yeah. of air clearing. So you do, you want actionable fantasy advice. And now you've actually come up with a format to keep you on Structured track. format that is going to keep me on point. Okay? Right. So right. no dilly-dallying this time around. Ready? Yes, I'm ready okay. for the structured and format. And it's time for Stardom Seedum. Okay. Alright, the theme song's going long already. Alright, that's good. Okay, alright. Yep. First up on the block, uh Justin Forsett running back, Baltimore Ravens going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. Okay, I assume those are people. Alright, now here's the thing. Traditionally, Pittsburgh Steelers have had a very stout defense, particularly in the run department. Sure. A lot of people would say, let's not go with a running back against them. But Times have changed, my friend. Times have changed. Pittsburgh Whoa. now features one of the weaker defenses out there. Just Forsett is coming off some strong performances. I see him getting a lot of touches this weekend, being pretty successful. Justin Forsett, start him. That was a great piece of advice. That's awesome. Well done. That's what we want you on this segment for. Thank you. All right. So you think you got it this time? Yeah, I think you got it. You nailed it. That was great. Yeah, I don't know if that was great, but it sounded like it was stayed on ta on sports. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right. So I'm just gonna move right on here. All right, okay? sit him. Another another start him, sit him. More actionable advice coming up here. All right. Sure. Duff Tall Mukra versus the furious dagger wielding half men of Ernon. Oh, okay. Jesus this kill Kansas born warrior is an expert with a two handed sword <laughs> and uses his incredible bulk to fight four smaller opponents into defensive postures. However, Jesus. the fighting pits of Ernon have a lot of space to move around, and I like the chances for their halfling dirksmen to rush in, stab, and then elude. Sit him. That's that had nothing to do with sports. You made the same mistake that you usually make there. That was that had nothing to do with sports. Well, pit fighting's a kind of sport. No, but we want actual like fantasy football, like sports, sports. Oh, I kind of see what you're you saying. Screwed there. up. If you listen back okay. to that again, you know you're what? gonna realize you know what? your mistake. I, I, I think I begin to see my mistake. Okay. Okay. Keep it just just sports that America. Okay, how about this one? Okay. Matthew Stafford, quarterback Lions against the Arizona Cardinals. Well, there we go. Real yeah, sports. Absolutely. Now Matthew Stafford is along been one of the more prolific quarterbacks out there, despite his struggles with uh with uh, turnovers, all right? Sure. And here's the thing, couple interceptions only hurt you so much if he's throwing for three hundred plus yards a week. Sure. Has great targets in Golden Tate, Calvin Johnson. But you know what? Hmm. This time around, Arizona's got a solid defense, and the Lions' offense has been struggling. Oof. They did not do well against Seattle on my Sunday on Monday Night Football this past week. Okay, uh, and they are struggling to move the ball with Matthew Stafford not putting up a lot of points, even in fantasy, where he's excelled, even when he's uh, he's been terrible on the field. So you oh. know what, Matthew Stafford, sit him. Whoa! Dang it. There we go. Dang okay, people, when you're taking notes. Matthew Stafford, sit him. That's the advice. All right. Absolutely. Okay, I'm just gonna roll right into the next one. Perfect. More because football. I am, Let's get I ready for totally football. got this one. All yeah. right. Yeah. Football. All right. 
Lena the Terrifying versus the Gilgora Horde. Oh, my The Gilgora God. Hordes are legendary for their viciousness and their numbers. Usually allow them to try and overwhelm anything that lies in their paths. No. Their sacking of the Angorian Citadel last week was as bloody as it was last Dominic. week. What is this? What news are you reading? Betting against them at this point seems foolish. However, the black magic performed by necromancer Lena the Terrifying is more than up for the match. Lena can quickly summon an army of the undead, complete with her elite force of demons. All told, it's impossible at this Jesus point to sit Lena Christ. against any opponent. Starter! You Listen, just think about what you're saying when you're saying it. What? No, that was football. No, that was not football. Oh, that my God. Not... You know what? You're right. That is not football. That God, was straight just... up League of Legends. I got a couple of things crossed in my brain there, and yeah, I was thinking, you sure oh. did. You, you know, I know that you lied. I was thinking the Angorian Civil War you was were. football for a second there. <laughs> There's no such thing as an Angorian Civil War. You got to stop playing well, EverQuest. the thing is the Angorian Civil okay. War. It's definitely canon. All is right. The thing. No, I appreciate it. If this was a Skyrim podcast, I'd appreciate that. But please, yeah. people are tuning in to listen to... NFL fantasy advice. All right. You know right? what? I'm here what you're saying. Fantasy All right. Coming advice up next. for NFL. Fantasy. I'm going to be honest. I did not prepare anything else for the NFL. I've got, I've got, I've got Lung Duck Toe versus the Flintorian fleet. Uh, I've got uh, Ching Wo taking on the, the, the sorcerers of, of Huna. You know what? We got to kill another two minutes. Just do... One of those. Cole Coulter on Hukai is, oh. is gonna be going up against uh is going up against the, the the Wall of Furies. You know the sponsors require that you do another one in order for us to get our paychecks, so just get it over. You know with. what? We'll go with Lung Duck Toe then. Okay, we'll go All with right. Lung Duck Toe. Ling I'm sorry, Ling Duck Toe. Boy, I could get fired for that one, huh? <laughs> no, nobody cares. <laughs> Ling Duck Toe versus the Flintorian fleet. Legendary smuggler Ling Duck Toe is a way of being able to slip past enemy ships with his precious cargo of myrrh and spices. But the Flintorian fleet is the finest on the ocean of sorrow and can cast a wide net. Good as they are, though, Ling Duck Toe has an ace up his sleeve with his spell of silent travel that allows him to build a magical bubble around a ship and travel underwater. Go against your instincts to trust the Flintorian fleet this time around and start Ling Duck Toe. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I think people are going to like that. I don't think they are. They're going to like. I don't think they will. Joining us now on the podcast is Nat Spigman. Hey, Joel. It's a pleasure to be here on the Sports 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 Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here on the Sports 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 Podcast. Nat Spigman. It's me, Nat Spigman, CEO of Clue. Also, CFO, COO, CCO, CWO. Some of those sound like positions that you made up. What do you mean? They're all real positions that me, the board, gave myself. All right. You you are the, it's, it sounds like one of the sole owners of Clune. One of the sole owners of Clune, a multi-trillion dollar company on paper. Multi-trillion dollar company? On paper. On paper. Okay. Um, that's, that's intriguing. And I believe you guys are in the business of rocks? Oh, Joe, we pivoted past that <laughs> okay. long ago. All right. Yep. But when we were doing rocks, you know what? I made a little error. People were too dumb to buy rocks. <laughs> the I, market okay. segment wasn't smart enough to realize that buying right. rocks so you're, you're, is a premium rocks. You're going to go ahead and blame, blame the consumer for not wanting to purchase rocks. Do you know that universe wide over 50 billion entities use rocks? 
okay. I, I, I think you'd have trouble coming up with proof of the other 43 billion people and whether or not they use rocks. Look, but. mathematicians came up with it. I wouldn't expect you to understand. Okay, all right. Just get a little condescending now. But Kloon has but. pivoted into a really rich market. Okay. Perhaps you've seen Draft Kings. I, I have the answer everywhere. Perhaps you've seen The Other One. Fan, fan duel. Yeah, that's right. Did you do a lot of research before this oh, pivot? Oh, we did. We did. Uh, we dove into the market segments of DraftKings and the other one. <laughs> okay. For us to figure out, hey, we need a piece of that action. Okay. After all, right. all the illegal insider trading that was happening. Right. Well, uh, it was, uh, you know, it was uh, the one of the people who won this last weekend won $350,000. $350,000 from their own app. Right. He, he was an employee of the company, and it turns out he had access to, like, the percentage ownership of certain players. That he- Brilliant, brilliant idea. And that's uh, why I'm launching the fantasy app, You Can't Win. <laughs> oh, 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 uh, all right. Uh, can you explain the, the name? Yeah. You Can't Win is a fantasy draft betting league okay. where you literally cannot win. All right. Um... You want to know the magic behind you can't win? I, I'm intrigued to hear, yeah. We have a team of fantasy football experts. Okay. Around the clock, finding ways to tease that maybe you're winning, <laughs> maybe you're pulling ahead. Okay. But at the end of the day, the algorithm will not allow you to beat the player <laughs> you're going up against, who will be my employee, Barry. Right. So Barry plays everyone. Barry plays everyone. And Barry he is always a computer wins. hacker that I found in my day at MIT. <laughs> Your day? I visited there on a college campus tour. Did Boy, not get I mean, in. They were too dumb to realize that I was a gem. Your bio prominently mentions MIT in it. Trillionaire it on paper. You you say you literally have the phrase my time at MIT in your bio six different times. No, sure. And it was ref- a great night referring- of networking with the janitor that was on the floor where I stayed. Okay. Um, Do you know where he is right now? What is what Either is rich to? or dead. <laughs> Get those- rich or die trying. All right. His t-shirt. No, okay. Uh, that's possible. Hey. I, I do have uh, a couple of questions about you. Oh, you want to play. The first being, is it really... Uh, I don't want to play at all. All right. And are, are people really going to be that teased into believing they can win when the the app itself is named You Can't Win? Joel, do you know how many people universe-wide is on DraftKings or the other one? Probably exactly the same numbers there are on Earth. Yeah. Three billion people are I logging onto the app really every hour. C- considering that, that football is only played in America, there's only like 300 people Oh, I market-tested... At a test group of all DraftKings and the other one users. Oh, okay. Did you know 10 out of 10 used it? Again, FanDuel. I've, I've said it three times at this point. Sure. Well, <laughs> I don't remember the losers, Joel. I only remember winners. Nat Spigman. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be the title of my next book. All right. So, so, so what were you saying about you, you, you did some market research? Oh, here we go. Why don't you pick a player that you might draft into the league? Okay, uh, I might go with Aaron Rodgers. Okay, Aaron Rodgers, perfect example. Let's say Aaron Rodgers scores a million points. 
Uh, depending on how your scoring works, that might be incredibly difficult. We but... only score in the hundreds of thousands for everything. <laughs> so you feel like you're winning a lot of points. Right. So, so the equivalent of 10 points. This is the beauty of Barry's system. Yeah. What he does is he goes into the system, gives himself a million and one points. Oh, I was so close. <laughs> oh, my name is Joel, and I was so close. I could almost taste... That three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. What wouldn't I be able to notice that uh, the the player that Barry selected did not in fact score a million? That's the thing. Points? The players Barry selected changes to make sure it beats you. Wouldn't I notice that the player had changed since before the games? Do you know how genius you'd have to be in order to know? That Barry changed his players? You'd have to be on the app all the time. Do you think people are really that diligent? I mean, I, I am when I play fantasy football. I'm in three different leagues. Well, then you're not in the market segment. So your market segment is only people who are not, who are only people who are going to ignore the name of the app, you can't win, and are not going to notice when the players that they're going up against change to reflect uh, a winning score against the team that they've put together. Let me dumb it down for you, Joel. It's, I don't... Have you ever been to a carnival before? Uh, yeah. You know those games that you play at the carnival where I... you have to knock over the milk things and I... throw the ball at it? usually don't play those games because they're rigged. Well, you know what? <laughs> that makes you the clown at the carnival. <laughs> okay. The clown that's not even playing the games. You don't even have a chance to win the giant Cartman inflatable doll. That's the other thing is I don't want a Cartman inflatable you doll. You know what so. the winners do? They keep playing over and over and over again until they almost win the doll. And their girlfriend comes home being like, I wanted the doll. I wanted the doll, Joel. And you're like, you know what I'm going to do as a winner? Okay. I'm going to go back to the carnival. I'm going to play more tomorrow. All right. Uh, That's our market segment. Someone who will spend literally... $100,000 to win that Cartman inflatable. But you know what? They're close every time. <laughs> They're close. Every They're time. Lose by so little. Uh, so Have you ever heard of the metaphor of dangling the carrot? Right. I haven't because I only eat steak. Because <laughs> okay. I'm a winner. Right. Okay. Uh, carrot just... eaters are losers. I just question whether or not you're going to pick up enough market segment. As you're describing it, market segment, I mean, you're basically talking about really dumb, not perceptive people. Oh, well, do you know what the secret to my sauce is? Everybody who plays has to put down $1,000. It costs $1,000 to play. But this is the beautiful part. On our side, we put down $100,000. Oh, I have a chance to 100x my money. Is what right. people are saying. But look at that. A hundred X my money. But you know what? They never do because you can't win. win. Right. Um, again, I mean, that that is. DraftKings a- does it. The other one does it. Not. No, they, they do. Don't. They don't. Their at all employees do it like win because you can't. Right. Not possible. Their employees are winning the money. And you know what? America's too dumb and they keep playing. Well, I saw a commercial. I'm going to go give them my money. The thing is, America America caught him. They discovered what had happened. And now, you know, they're probably not going to be as, as happy. with. I mean, FanDuel's is already making changes to their format to address the concern and ensuring that employees are not going to have access to that information or, or be unable to play. And there's, you know, legal investigations. I did not know that last part. <laughs> so here we go. I'm pivoting again. 
Can okay. I borrow ten dollars? <laughs> I, I can no. I'm not leaving the podcast until you give me ten dollars. I am not going to give you ten. dollars If you don't give me ten dollars, I will murder you and take the ten dollars. We're at something of a standoff, Nat. You weigh eighty-five pounds. Why don't you come try and murder me? I'm going to pivot again, <laughs> okay. and I'm going to get into DVD rentals. Right. Are are you planning on renting out Phil's DVDs that are here in the studio? I am going to rent out Phil's DVDs in the studio. I, don't I implore you, please don't tell him. And would you like to rent a DVD for $100 a day? Nope. All right. Well, I'm going to go. Okay. Because I have to. I have some investors I need to please, if you know what I mean. Yep. Uh, absolutely. Well, thanks. Thanks again for being back in the podcast, Nat. Good luck with your next venture. Whatever that might be. Joel, be a winner. Not a Joel. Right, okay. Today's podcast is brought to you by Sue.co. That's T-S-U dot co. It's the only social media site that pays you to post. So make sure to sign up through Sue.co slash Sports the Number 3 Podcast where you will get paid to post. And when you post, we get a little something too. So go to T-S-U.co slash Sports the Number 3 Podcast to support this podcast. And now it's time for another wide world of Wide World of Weird Sports. What do we got this week? This week's Wide World of Weird Sports, Snooker. 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 Like the the pool game? Yes, like a pool game. Joel, how many Not games like Marco that? Polo pool game, but like billiards. Oh, yes, that one. Okay. Snooker is a cue sport played on a table covered with a green cloth or baize with pockets at each of the four corners and in the middle of each of the long side cushions. You know, like pool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Cue sport sounds like a command from an Englishman. Sure. Q-Sport. Q-Sport is way some snooker. A full-size table measures 11 feet and 8.5 inches uh, by 10 feet and 10 inches, uh, but it's commonly referred to as 12 by 6 foot. Okay. Even though that's that's not the actual size. That's a big table. That's like saying I'm 7 feet tall. (laughs) It's close enough. Yeah. Uh, The game is played using a Q and 22 snooker balls. Oh, my goodness. One white Q ball. 15 red balls, worth one point each, and six balls of different colors. Yellow, two points. Green, three. Brown, four. Blue, five. Pink, six. And black, seven. There's a lot of balls on that table. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah. The red balls are initially placed in a triangular triangular (laughs) formation, and the other colored balls are on marked positions on the table known as spots. Spots. I assume it's British. Players execute shots by striking the cue ball with the cue, causing the cue ball to hit the red or colored balls. Points are scored by sinking the red and colored balls, knocking them into pockets, called potting. Potting? It's potting with the snooker ball in the cue in the spots. I was having a great day potting, and and then I got all snookered out. I'm snooked out. Uh, In the correct sequence. A player receives additional points if the opponent commits a foul. There's fouls and sequences? This yeah. is this is like a whole new... It's like billiards, only with more rules to make it slower and more boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. The British. 
Uh, in the uh, a player receives additional points if the opponent commits a foul. A player or team wins a frame or an individual game of snooker by scoring more points than the opponent. A player wins the match when a predetermined number of frames has been won. All right. Yeah, exactly. How, how many frames usually? Uh, Joel, or, let's not get into that. Well, yet. yeah. All right. Uh, you want to hear a little bit about history? Yeah, great moments in snooker history. Great moments in snooker history. Maybe we'll make our own recurring segment of that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, snooker is uh, a modern form originated in the latter half of the 19th century. Ooh, old game. Yeah, old back game. when there were still people dying of weird shit. <laughs> Billiards had been a popular activity amongst the British Army officers stationed in India, and variations on the more uh, traditional billiards game were devised. One variation devised on the officer's mess in Jabalpur during 1874-1875, they don't know, one or the other, <laughs> uh, was to add colored balls in addition to the reds and black, which were used for pyramid pool and life pool. The rules were formally finalized in 1884 by Sir Neville Chamberlain at Uti. So for like a good 20 years there, it was anarchy. Yeah, they were just making chaos. shit up. They didn't up. have finalized rules. Making shit up. Those were the, the rough days of snooker where you yeah. could you could get shot by a six gun. If yeah, you exactly. They were like, that one's worth seven points, not six points. <laughs> that's God what British people sound like. Yeah. Yeah, baby, The word snooker also has military origins being a slang term for a first-year cadet or inexperienced personnel. Sounds like they're demeaning the game. Yeah. They were. They were like, come on, Snooker, play this game. Well, what's the game called? Uh, snooker yeah. game. They now play it. They demeaned it in the title and yet played it enough to come up with a new name or come up with a name and f finalize the rules. If they knew it was going to be this fun, they would have called it Awesome Ball. Yeah. I'll bet you they invited some guy in. They're like, we're going to name your stupid game Snooker. And then like 20 minutes later, they're like, oh, shit, oh I shouldn't have done that. Cool. Dang it. Uh, one version of events states that Colonel Sir Neville Chamberlain of the Devonshire Regiment was playing his new game when his opponent failed to pot a ball and Chamberlain called him a snooker. Oh. Like calling someone a rookie. That's a much more reasonable explanation than any of the ones that we proposed. Or an amateur. Was it, was it like the Neville Chamberlain? Yeah. No, like, the like, legit Neville, the one of Devonshire. Oh, yeah, he missed a ball. I guess that makes him a snooker. Yeah. It's not like he... Gave Europe to the Nazis or something. Goo, touchy subject. Yeah, zing. Neville it, Chamberlain. It Neville does. Neville Chamberlain burn. Yeah, <laughs> Neville Chamberlain burn. That should be a new segment, too. we got to find a sponsor for that. Uh, it thus became attached to the billiards game, now bearing its name uh, as inexperienced players were labeled as snookers. They just repeated themselves in this. Yeah. Uh, grew in popularity, blah, blah, blah. Uh, just kept growing, kept growing, uh, became bigger. Uh, criticism. <laughs> criticism yep who would speak ill of uh, such a fine billiard sport uh well i'll tell you who several players such as ronnie o'sullivan mark allen and steve davis have warned that there are so many tournaments that players risk burning out <laughs> yeah that's right their snooker arms get all snookered uh, O'Sullivan played fewer tournaments in order to spend more time with his children. What a pussy. What a snooker. Yeah, and ended the 2012-2013 season ranked number 19 in the world. Chump. Yeah. Furthermore, he did not play in any tournament in 2013 except the World Championship, which he won. 
Oh, yeah. Like, this it is, matters if you don't play in any of the other tournaments. This is like the NFL concussion thing. Except their arms get a little tired. <laughs> oh, and my arms. And my arms. Oh, it makes and me sleepy. Arms. I don't spend enough time sleepy, with my children, so I've got to play a game two hours a day. Oh. And that brings to an end another wide world of... Weird Sports! I'm sorry, British people keep listening to the podcast. I apologize for that. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings an end to another sports sports podcast. Before we go, Joel would like to give you three pieces of our contact information. Uh, absolutely. Uh, for starters, you can find us on Sue.co, T-S-U dot C-O. Uh, Co is the only social media site where you get paid to post, which is important. Because on the other ones, they're making money off of your posts. So you should see some of that. This is an angry ad. Yeah, so look us up on sue.co. Uh, tsu.co slash sports number three podcast. Yeah, is where you ab- sign up so we make a little money. Absolutely. Uh, also, you should listen to us in SoundCloud. Whoa. They got a whole big cloud of sound, yeah. Phil. And one of the best sounds is our podcast. Sure. So listen to us on, on, on SoundCloud. Uh, I think if you search sports, sports, sports podcast on SoundCloud, you'll find us. Yeah. Uh, and that that's my preferred medium. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, One more. Here we go. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and uh, go to Podion. What? <laughs> Podion? What's, what's the one where you donate money? The Patreon? Patreon. Go to Patreon.com where you can help sponsor the Sports Sports Sport Podcast. Yeah, Patreon.com slash Sports Number 3 Podcast. If, 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 if there's enough donations... And this is this is gonna be exciting for everybody. You might even get to the point where we all quit our jobs and five times a week we're doing this podcast. That's true. That is a realistic possibility. Sure. Uh, if only we get to how I think it's like five thousand dollars an episode. Sure. Yeah. Hey Joel. Hey, what's up, Phil? Hey. So I was just uh, out back and uh, Goroth the Huntress uh, was really beaten up on an NFL team. I sure wish I had him in my fantasy team. You're embarrassing yourself, Phil. Why are you doing this? Uh, oh, dang. Lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.